It's Christmas time again in Snowmonton, and they want to get away from it all. It was exactly a year ago that it happened. And that's why we should be somewhere else for Christmas. Another beauteous day in heaven, eh? Welcome to the Tropicana, your last resort before paradise. <laughs> This is a job for Captain Fun. But there's trouble in paradise. Get me the head of island security. Oh, no, not the scary dude. Scary dude's already here. You got 18 bodies to explain, man.、Huh? Food poisoning. Mutant killer snowman. Jack's back, and he's still one cold son of a. Miss me. Let's get it on. There's something that needs a little Christmas stuffing.、Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the man.、Mm. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, that isn't the cutest little thing. Wouldn't mind practicing a little breaststroke myself. <laughs> The fat lady's warming up. Jack Frost too. Are you ready to scream? From Apex Entertainment. Ho ho! Holy shit, Dan Chase! Guess what? What? We've got one of our favorite podcasters back for the Twelve Days of Chasemus. Ooh! Do you think he got a good movie? I hope so. Probably <laughs> fucking not though. Well, let's introduce him and、uh, let's hope he doesn't disappoint, Mr. Venom. Please let them. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. Yes, I am back. I am ready for Christmas. I got my Santa hat. I got my Southern Comfort eggnog. Yes.、Uh, I am. I am just ready to go. I even got my candy cane boxers on. Oh my God! I'm so prepared. <laughs> you are. Wait, I am so happy that he just、uh, mentioned eggnog. Okay, so Mr. Venom, I trust your.、Um, I, I trust everything you would say involving anything, including like food or like、Movies. alcohol or anything like that. So, what goes in the eggnog? Is it homemade? Is it store bought? Ah,、uh, the eggnog base is store bought. I've never actually made my own eggnog, but as far as my recipe goes, I take the store bought eggnog. Um, I tend to get the almond milk version instead of the you know、okay. the one with lactose. Um, so. Yeah.、Uh, I, I start with that.、Uh, I'll do a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon, and、uh, probably like a shot and a half of Southern Comfort per glass. So that's、okay. my recipe. Yeah. See, like I can, like I love eggnog. I love the taste of it, but like it gives me the worst fucking heartburn. It's like the only drink that really does that to me. Yeah. So like I can only like. Uh, that's like been my tradition is after I get my Christmas tree up, I always have a drink of eggnog. I can't ever drink the whole thing, but it was、uh, a sip, literally one sip, and you were done. <laughs> so I, it, well, last year when we did it, like I like chugged the shit out of it because like I'll do that with it because it tastes so good to me. Like I, I、mm. am one of those people that love the taste of eggnog. And then you.、Oh, yeah. No, I didn't, Ralph. It just gave me like the worst heartburn、yeah. I ever had. It like went on for like an hour. Like I mean, I've been at bars and shit where I've gotten heartburn before from drinking like、uh, 
too much of uh, sweet drinks, but right, eggnog, right. like, it takes the cake. And it's so, it depresses me. So I was wondering if there's, like, <laughs> something out there, like a non-heartburn eggnog out there. I'm not sure. I mean, if your heartburn was brought on by lactose, then I would say, yeah, there are lactose-free eggnogs out there. Like I said, yeah. uh, there's, there's a soy milk. I, I prefer the almond milk version. I, I forget who makes it. it. It's not the cheapest thing in the world, obviously, as is the case with most almond milk, but, right. but it, uh, it, it, it never affects me. It, it doesn't bother my stomach. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know what the source of your heartburn is, but maybe try one of those. No, you just drop a Tums in there. It's just, no, it's that, the no, that's not <laughs> Then you got a fruity eggnog. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Mr. Venom, you also mentioned you have candy cane boxers. Now, are, do you have other festive boxers in your collection? Of course he does. Uh, most of them are Halloween, yes. Uh, <laughs> as far as festive, as in this time of the season, I only have two. <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Dan? Do you have any festive boxers? I don't think I do. Now that I think well, about you have it. those like little red things that I bought you, and I call them hot pants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that makes the just look big. Yeah. Yeah, it's all an illusion, though. <laughs> it is an illusion. It is. it is. But I do walk around with an extra confidence with those. He really does. It's it like it like changes his complete demeanor. I'll just put. Okay. I'll just. Talking to her and then just put my leg up on the couch, but like, yeah, okay. Do you think yeah, anybody's yeah. sick of us talking about? Let's go get that almond milk, fucking. <laughs> Let's go get that almond. I'll milk. give you some almond milk. Well, we need to we need to steal Venom's hat because it would match the red hot pants. They, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. And then that'd be like everybody's Christmas wish come true. Like we'll take a photo. Or of their Christmas or... nightmare, like Krampus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just robbing them of their innocence. <laughs> mm. Now, Venom, this is your third year back. Uh, you were with us the first year um, uh, when it was uh, Cut to the Chase Miss. Yep. yep. And last year we did our first season of 12 Days of Chase Miss, and this year we're doing it again. Yes. Now, this time <laughs> um, it was completely randomized, um, just uh -huh. like Halloween. Um, you've gotten some pretty – you've been pretty lucky – with the movies that you've got to cover with us. I mean, you covered Scrooged, um, uh -huh. Adam's Family Values, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I know I'm missing one. Am I missing and those one? Are some oh, of our, Rope? Those are some of our best uh -huh. episodes, too. I got to say, every time we have such a great time, not only dissecting, but just yucking it up. Like, and those are some of my gets, favorite and episodes. And then he gets this. Yeah, right. I don't know. I gave up on this one. Like, I don't know what the fuck to say about this piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But before we get into the, all of that, we do want to play some reindeer games. Yeah. You're coming out country uh, to the chase. You know we're just playing games all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we had uh, your co-host, Mike Merriman. Mike Merriman. Which on... he did. It, he had his best performance on Cut to the Chase ever. Right. He was he was alive. Yeah. <laughs> he He's... didn't he didn't put us to sleep, Venom. He emoted. Wow. Yeah. Nice. He did emote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the emotion was not sleep. It's but... a Christmas miracle. It really was. Right? No, like it was a great episode. Uh, definitely check it out, everybody. Um, it's out now. But what I was getting at was we played a game with him, so I thought it would only be fitting if we played the same game, only a different year. 
So the game we played with him was uh, name the hottest selling toy per year from the 1980s. And I'll give you clues. And if you'd like, you can phone a friend, Dan, and he'll give you a different clue. Right. (laughs) Now, now that was the 80s. Is this? This is. We're going back to the 70s, Venom. Because you're older. Uh, <laughs> don't don't make him feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're no tra- did you grow up in the 70s, Venom? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we're trying to make it tailor made to our guests. Well, the the funny thing was Mike did really well in the first five years, but he was born in like 1980, so it's kind yeah, of like got, he he didn't know what a koosh ball was. <laughs> what? I know, dude. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, they're the cool. And he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like the later half of the 80s, like he got them all wrong. But like the first five, like he was on fire. I don't know. Some of those we fucking gave him layups in terms of fucking. Give him uh, give him the um one that uh, you said, Willis, for the clue. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like. <laughs> Can you name the hottest selling toy of 1985 by the clue Willis Wheeler? By the clue. Oh, WWE figures? <laughs> You're close. Close. Huh. It's, it's his favorite movie. Cartoon. Oh, that I wouldn't know, unfortunately. Uh, Transformers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. So. so don't do stupid clues like that this time, okay? No, okay. he got that one, though. He Mike caught that. He did get so. it, but I thought it was a stupid clue. Yeah, Mike, Mike definitely knows Willis more than I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, are you ready to play that hottest selling Christmas toy, 1970s? Please. All right, 1970. Um, A non-expanding recreational foam. That's a Nerf ball. Yes! (laughs) Wow. Great job. Did you have one of those, Venom? I had many. I had the Nerf football, and I think I had a Nerf soccer ball, too. Not the classic, not the original one, that that plain orange red ball. No, I didn't have the plain one. That's exactly what I'm looking at right now is the orange ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for 1971? Okay. This puzzling game of colored pegs was a sensation back in the Christmas of 71. Colored pegs? This puzzling game of colored pegs was a sensation. Um, a code crackling challenge. It required patience and problem solving and probably wouldn't go down too well with the kids of today. No. Hmm. <sighs> colored pegs. It sounds like light bright, but I, hmm. <laughs> I, I guess that would be my guess. It's the only thing I could think of that involves colored pegs off the top of my head. Would you like to phone a friend? Less, yes, please. Why would you phone? I'm literally <laughs> shaking venom. I'm shaking my head. I don't. I literally just said I don't know what the fuck this is. I have no clue. And isn't, I'm and there, I'm your phone a friend. Isn't there a villain named this? No. Isn't there like a Will Ferrell cartoon movie or something? Not really. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, I know what you're thinking, but it's not that. Uh, okay, I'm just going to tell you since we all suck. Yeah, please. I've never even heard of it either. It's Mastermind. 
Oh, you got me completely. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was the hottest selling toy. Don't give Venom the option to phone a friend if you know damn well I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, a colorful card game. Oh, yeah. A this colorful is 1972. Card- yeah. A colorful card game. Colorful card game. Uh, my best guess would be Uno. I got it. Yeah. Nice. Which here's a fun little fact. Um, as much as I play fucking Rocket League on the Switch, uh, Lacey Lou plays Uno on her phone. <laughs> I do. I, like I actually play Uno on my iPad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually played against a person named Venom today. I shit you not. Nice. No, yeah. I haven't played today, so it wasn't me. <laughs> no, I, that was literally, well, it wasn't Mr. Venom. It was just Venom. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, there were, there have been times where I've played Uno for money. Like, we'll literally do, like, a dollar a point or something. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we've had, like, big wads of cash exchange hands uh, yeah. from game to game. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah. It just, it, it's just an example of the kind of degenerate that I am. Um, I just really like hitting people with those draw fours. I'm like, yeah, draw four, motherfucker. Bitch. Pick oh, and up. it's even better if you're playing progressive rules and you can stack those fuckers. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Like in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I personally never heard of this, but um, uh, me either. it's 1973. Um, it's an activity set where outlines of characters and animals come printed onto polystream sheets. Children color them and cut them out and then ask mom or dad to bake them in the oven. They come out shrunken, hardened, and ready for playing with or decorating bedroom doors, walls, or even diaries. You actually gave you gave me the answer when you said they are shrunk in the oven. Uh, uh, I I believe those are shrinky dinks. Shrinky uh, dinks. I've never even fucking heard fucking of this. Shrink. What the hell? Is hell this? yeah. I think shrinky dinks were basically dead by the '80s. Like I don't remember them right. that deep into the '80s. <laughs> uh, apparently they're still available on toy store shelves today. That's what it says. Well, then there were those what? little Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, look up shrinky dinks. Wow. On and see how much they are going. I don't know Amazon. what's gonna come up if I put Shrinky Dinks in my Your dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You set yourself up. It did. Fuck <laughs> Next no. question. Now let's see. How, I want to know how much Shrinky Dinks are. They're not, or at least they shouldn't be expensive. What's your guess, Venom? Oh. I mean, because you can only use them once. That's the thing. You can only bake them once, and then they're just permanently, you know that size and i remember like that half the fun of it was putting them in the oven and watching them shrink through the little window there in the oven but <laughs> it, it so wasn't a whole lot of them? replay value well that's the thing it's like once you stuck it somewhere it just kind of stayed there i mean they were just <laughs> they were glorified stickers really i know they advertise them as like play things that you can stick and restick and unstick and make little scenes but in reality once you stuck it somewhere it, it's never going to stick as well anywhere else again so, so what, i just what you, i just put them up on stuff and what, left them what do you think the price point is uh are we talking now or then now now oh god i couldn't imagine a whole set of them being more than 20 bucks <laughs> yeah, it's twelve bucks. What they have? Well, 
for 20 bucks. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we need to buy these and try it out. You want to? I do. I want to have like a, like like an hour worth of playtime with them. Okay. Shrinky big party. Yes. Yeah, like, what are you baking, no, Shrinky I, Dinks? You know what? I'm going to send everybody Shrinky Dinks, and then we're all going to, like, we're going to have a Shrinky Dink uh, YouTube party. or I have party. Shrinky Dink parties every day. What do you mean? A Shrinky Dink Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Oh, I think you'll get this one easily. Um, 1974. Oh. Do you even want to take a guess before I even give you a clue, Venom? Oh, God. I was four years old. I have very oh, few oh. memories from 74. <laughs> All right. Um, it is. I'll be surprised if he doesn't get this. Oh, he's definitely going to get it. Like, I, I don't even know how to, like, say it. Like, Venom's, like, not like, oh, yeah, I like movies. I'm a nerd. He's, like, an OG nerd. Like, he's yeah. going to know this shit. <laughs> what a, All right. Like, I know he's going to get it just based off of this clue. Just by, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the most popular fantasy tabletop role-playing games to this day. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I guess Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> Something I've never played in my life. Oh, yeah. I've never played it either. Have yeah. you played it, Venom, honestly? Obviously, he has. No, I never have. I, I, I never really had any. Like, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. It's not like I didn't want to play it. It's just in my circles, like the kids that we hung out with were more outdoorsy. You know, we didn't really do a lot of stuff indoors, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. We'll see. Yeah. He wasn't as big of a nerd as you thought he was. He was like, I was baking shrimp <laughs> things, fool. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, 1975. A game of discs that are black on one side and white on the other. Uh, oh, Othello? Oh, yes! my God. How did you know that? I've yeah. never even heard of Me that. Me either. Is this like a dimension? I had it. Oh. Yeah, it's basically a really easy checkers. Oh, okay. I could yeah. probably play that then. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I I haven't played it since I was a kid, but yeah, I just remember it being like a really easy version of checkers. Blah blah blah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Uh, 1976 here. Um. Instead of shaking it clean, there's a knob that you swipe from side to side, and it erases the picture ready for your next masterpiece. Oh. That would be a Magna Doodle. Oh! Wait a minute. What's the difference between that and the... I just told you. Instead of shaking it clean, there's a knob. (laughs) I don't get it. It's a Uh, similar... Basically, like, like... With the, the pen has a magnet in it, and it attracts like little metal shards inside uh, the oh, unit. I remember. So, yeah. So it's like a, exactly. Yeah. So when you run the bar across, it wipes the screen clean, and you've got a you know a, a fresh screen. Gotcha. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> magnet doodle. Do you want to give us this one? I mean, I feel like you should. Like I, I feel like I would be robbing you of some joy if I gave the clue for 1977. I mean, I think he probably knows just by the year. Do you know by the year, Venom? I think of, I mean, logically. 77. Oh, right. Yeah, but Star Wars toys didn't come out in 77. They came out the following year. Uh, 1977 saw the release of Star Wars A New Hope, which was the most commercially successful film to date. So when Christmas rolled around that year... It was no surprise that Star Wars toys were at the top of the list on the letters to Santa. With insufficient right. stocks, lots of her kids 
lots of kids received an early bird certificate on Christmas morning. <laughs> they got a certificate Which instead. they could later yep. redeem for four ah! action figures. Netflix has an amazing episode covering the Star Wars phenomenon in the series The Toys That Made Us. That's fucking bullshit. So, I think yeah. So, yeah, they gave you a certificate. That's awesome. Do you remember that, Venom? It's like, Absolutely, it's like, yeah. Wow. I, I got the certificate and... Um, I, I don't remember exactly if they came out in like March or April, but yeah, I remember a couple months later going and getting them and I, I was actually really happy to get it because I knew they weren't out. Right. I, right. I knew they weren't available in stores. So when I got the certificate, I'm like, all right, it, it just means I'm going to be one of the first ones to get it. So yeah, I was very happy. No, they had the same thing happen with the Power Rangers where, uh, they were, yeah, like you had to buy them up front and then like, they'll like mm-hmm. we'll let you know when they get in. And it was like fucking months later, like months <laughs> later, I got my Megazord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. From what I understand, the studio had no faith that Star Wars was going to be a biggest hit as it was. So they had no right. plans on making toys. But of course, we all know George Lucas, you know, locked down the merchandising rights for Star Wars because uh, the studio didn't think that it would be a viable, you know, commercial juggernaut. And, you know, now <laughs> George Lucas is one of the richest men in the country because, you know, he had the forethought to realize this thing is going to be great in the toy market. And he was right. Yep. I still have my little salacious crumb figure. I still have my uh, the Darth Vader head carrying case somewhere uh-huh. back home. <laughs> I think my Uncle Kevin yes. has that too. Yes, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Hell yeah. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, just because, like, you would put all your toys in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It had a, a little spot for all your action figures. Yep. So yep. Dope. So he had one. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, I remember that. All right. That's, like, the only thing I know about Star Wars. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still on episode two. Um, 1978. Um,. Essentially, a game of who can push this button the most times in the shortest amount of time. Michael Myers is fucking... Shut uh, up. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So it's an electronic game, right? Um, uh, no, it's not actually. Oh, you're not talking about Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yes! yes! What was your clue now? Hungry Hungry Hippos was the shit. Uh, what do you mean? You said no. Michael Myers, Lonnie. What? No, nothing. You killed it a long time ago. It's oh, dead. It's okay. buried. <laughs> well, you need to <laughs> Hungry, hungry. The time has passed. Man, everybody <laughs> had hungry, hungry hippos, though. That shit was fun. Hell yeah. Until you broke it. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you'd always have that one kid in the neighborhood who slapped it down way too fucking hard. Right. <laughs> Right, and yep. then you always have those people cheating, and they just fucking throw the marbles right into their hippo's mouth. Like, what the fuck is this? You can't fucking swipe them. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played Hungry Hungry Hippos with four people. No? It's always just me and my sister, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Left out. Yeah. Of the equation. Oh. Yeah. But at least you got to you got an extra hippo to play with. <laughs> Who did? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. last one of the seventies, Venom, nineteen seventy nine. Oh wow. A lovable character with rosy cheeks and a mop of red hair. That would be Raggedy Ann. No. 
It's not. No. Oh. I know. I thought that's what I would have said for sure. 1979. That's too early for Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, uh, think, think food. Strawberry shortcake? Yes. Wow. Can Strawberry I... shortcake outsold Raggedy Annie. Raggedy Ann. Holy shit. Nope. 1979. That's crazy. Well, I think it's probably because she smelled like, you know. When... That's true. Right. <laughs> now, can I say something about Strawberry Shortcake, the snack? the food please that fucking shit's nasty who eats that like I'm that is gross fan. yeah no the I'm... like what part of it <clears throat> like i understand the strawberry is supposed to offset that nasty ass crummy ass cake below it and then like <laughs> so you're supposed to put whipped cream on it and try and fool me into <clears throat> that's a good snack that shit is disgusting every time i've eaten it in my entire life I am not a fan of strawberries, fresh strawberries in general. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan either. I love strawberries. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes our uh, hottest selling toys of the 70s. Woo! Now, how many of those did you actually have growing up, Venom? Um, Good chunk. Um, like I said, I had a Nerf ball, just not the classic one. Um. I had Hungry Hungry Hippos. Um, uh, what else? I had I had the Magna Doodle. Star Wars, you obviously had. Uh, Star Wars, yeah, obviously. You had yeah. the certificate. <laughs> I wish I kept it. They, right? they, they kind of. I, I I wish they could have like figured out a way to like stamp it or something so that you could keep it because they at the store they just took it. I was pissed off. It's like a coupon, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Gift certificate, whatever. <laughs> uh, what else was on the list? I forgot already. Uh, um, did you Othello? have a strawberry shortcake, Venom? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I never had a strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Othello? And like I said, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, yep. Othello? I had an Othello, yes, absolutely. He had the majority of these, though. He did. Shrinky Dinks. He had Uno, yep, definitely. Sure. I mean, I was an only child, and both my parents worked, so yeah, I was a little bit of a spoiled brat. It happens. Fuck yeah. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Well, that was fun. Was. Not yeah. bad. Uh, did that take you down a trip down memory lane? It really did. I actually uh, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Even though I got a couple wrong, I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> now, Mr. Venom, now your Christmas shopping. Um, first of all, who's it for? And do you enjoy going out shopping? Like, how is your shopping done? Is it on Amazon? Do you go to the stores? Do you enjoy it? Um, most of my shopping is a mix of the two. I will, if, if someone shares their Amazon wishlist with me, or of course I have my wife's Amazon wishlist on there as well. So right. that always gives me plenty of ideas for gifts. So I, I would say it's a pretty even split because I actually just spent all day yesterday in West Hollywood. I went to the Funko store. I went to the uh, Amoeba Records, which is like one of the biggest record stores out here. Bought a bunch of stuff for my wife, uh, one of my friends. Um, I stopped by the poker supply store and bought a case <laughs> for my friend. Yes, we have poker supply stores in California. It's a popular <laughs> ass game. <laughs> I guess so. 
But yeah, I spent I spent all day yesterday, except for the couple of hours that I recorded in the evening. Uh, yeah. I spent the majority of the day uh, in West Hollywood shopping. I, I do enjoy shopping. That's the thing. I've never had a problem with crowds. I've never. I mean, I had to, I had to wait in an hour long line at at Amoeba Records, and you know what? I didn't hate a minute of it because oh, cool. I just I like I like shopping. I like especially when I give a shit about the people I'm buying for. It, right. it turns into almost like a little bit of a guilty pleasure thing where I, you know, I, I get them something that I, I know that they're going to love and blah, blah, blah. So right. no, I love shopping. I've never had a problem with it. I, I, I actually lament the death of like malls and, you know, yeah. going to the mall during Christmas. Like that was actually a high point for me in high school and college was going to the mall during December right. and shopping. Dude, yeah. right? It's it's part of it. I mean, commercial. What do commercial, you mean? Commercialism is looked down. You did this to me last time, and we we had the same conversation. No, I literally no, told you, uh, you no, like, have we you ever been into Claire's? No, I was like, of course no, I've been into Claire's. What no, what I'm about? saying, like, you're sitting here saying you agree with shopping. You don't even like to go to the grocery store. Go fuck yourself. I would rather jump <laughs> off the highest fucking bridge I can find than go grocery shopping. No, all right. So we went Christmas shopping. We actually went out on. Saturday. Saturday, right? I had what? Let me finish telling this story. All right. So, like, he acts like he's like all about embracing the holiday spirit and the crazy crowds and everything, right? Well, Uh my grandparents asked for gift cards to this store called Ross's for some reason, and uh, I'm not a fan of the store personally. Like, I I don't know. Like, it's just cheap to me. But, um, but so they wanted gift cards to there, and we get in there, and the line is like. First of all, no, the store looked like it had been picked over like, like it was the second weekend after the zombie apocalypse hit. There was nothing <laughs> in there. It was like a run down But we down weren't there to get line. gifts. We were there to get gift cards. The line, we literally walked in the mall entrance of the place, right? And there was the line started there and went all the way fucking down to the registers at the other end of the store. Are you crazy? We'll get them Walmart gift cards. We, we, went, we went with Target. Target. But, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no, he acts like he likes to embrace like the spirit of like Christmas and to me like long lines, Black Friday type of stuff. Like you have to wait in a long line. My edibles were kicking in. I was having a panic attack. That was not happening. Aw. <laughs> But so no, do not act like you embrace the Christmas shopping spirit. I had fuck, so no, much don't. fun. What do you mean? What I you... had a blast. I had a blast. That's and a then, lie. And then when we it's go, it's a lie, Venom. And then when we go into flicks, and then we walk around. We went into a couple stores the other day. Yeah, we went and got your dad gift, and that was fun. Everything was good. I was having a blast. You were not. You're like I'm ready to go home. That's not like, like literally I'm, no. Like, my literally are that in. never I'm happens. I'm so hungry. Do you just want to order food? Like, we were going to go out to eat. We are walking to the car. He's like, he just want to order food. Like, he does not embrace being in public, period. What so are you stop acting about? like it. This is insane. <laughs> I didn't want Panda Express in the mall. Nobody said. Excuse me. We weren't going to get Panda Express. That's all they had. And there was a game was day down. restaurant. What are you talking? He is a liar day. and a fraud. Fuck game day. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. He d- uh-uh. So, moral of the story is Dan likes shopping online. He likes to have it delivered to the door. Damn straight. So, he, he embraces shopping that way, but no, he does not embrace the commercialism aspect of being out in, in crowds. I get we're living in a COVID world, but I don't see you pre-COVID being that way either. 
I I don't know if it's maybe because I do like 99% of my shopping by myself because I'm, you know, Mrs. Venom's schedule, she works nights and weekends. Um, I, I do all my shopping myself and, you know, I don't go anywhere without my, my earbuds. So I always have music playing. So even if I'm waiting in a long line, at least I'm listening to something, you know, that I want to listen to and it makes me happy. In I fact, see that when I go with Lacey Lou. Well, don't ignore Lacey Lou. That's not right. <laughs> you know what, Ben, I'm like, he was on, um, scheduled to have a really great Christmas, but I think I might just like send everything back and take the other nice. half back that I actually shopped for in person. No, you didn't. Uh, I did because no. I got it in New Mexico, so go fuck yourself. You know, you're ridiculous with your gifts. I fucking opened the door and there was literally just a mountain of fucking Amazon <laughs> gifts. Like, no, I'm talking like not just like, like, oh, hit, there was probably 30 fucking gifts there. Woo, good no, times. Hey, 30. we all do it. It was like 17, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. But it wasn't just for you. Um, I shop for. I have a. I have a bunch of people I have to shop for. Right. Yeah. Like, Did Nudie get his shirt? I didn't get him a shirt. I got him Top Gun. Oh. Okay. Well, then that makes it all right then. Yeah. Yeah. I I shop for very few people. I mean, ninety percent of what I shop for is for Mrs. Venom. Um, right. You know, there's some podcasters that, that uh. We've exchanged wish lists, so you know we'll get each other something every now and again. But all yeah. my family is back east, so it kind of saves me from having to buy too many gifts. I buy a lot of cards that I send out. Yeah, um, but that's about it. Yeah, um, like I said, since all my family's back east, you know, there's not really a whole lot to shop for here. So, yeah, the wife gets like 95% of everything I buy at Christmas. <laughs> Now, I believe we had this conversation before, but refresh my memory. So do you and Mrs. Venom exchange um, stockings, like do stockings with each other? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm right in front of them, actually. Yeah. Now, Are they already, do you already have the gifts in them? Yeah. I mean, I don't put major gifts in there. Like back in the 80s and 90s, I might have put like a cassette in there back when cassettes were the thing. But, like, now it's mostly, like, candy and, like, maybe little knickknacks. Um, I did buy her a stuffed um, Grogu doll from The Mandalorian that fits yeah. perfectly in her stocking. So Christmas morning, I'm going to stuff that in there so that Grogu is, like, sticking out of her stocking, waving at her. <laughs> That's what I did with The Mandalorian head, with the gummies. But and, I'm and not a fan like, of Star Wars. You bought like, it for fucking, you. You were like, that's so stupid. Why do you have the Mandalorian helmet sticking out? I'm like, because it's the helmet. Look at it. It's popping yeah, out. put it in your own stocking. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just wanted to look at it. I'm going to yeah. fucking have a Grogu sticking out looking at you Christmas I morning. Think, I think Lacey Lou would appreciate a ghost face more. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, she has a <laughs> Not but, all of them. No, I find okay, so I have all my Christmas <laughs> Christmas shopping done except for fucking stocking stuff and I hate it. Like mm-hmm. I could get whatever. Like it's just like filler stuff that I know is just gonna sit around here. Like I said I said get me stuff that I need. I asked for like makeup brushes, um yep, you know exactly. like, like lotion, like well, that yeah. you're gonna use. What On do you mean? You. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you get some like massage <laughs> oil? You could put a few like gift cards in there, like Yeah? Yeah. Well this okay. Like, it's, not, ideas. it's not that fucking hard now, is it? <laughs> like you could put scratch tickets in there. I was just gonna put some fucking peanut M and M's in there, shit. Why you know. 
them. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, I love that. I, I have one more question before we get started on this uh, review here. We were trying to prolong it as possible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to put off this fucking atrocity for as long as humanly possible, but fuck. Um, no, but the uh, question I have is, do you have any, like, traditional gifts that you get somebody the same thing, like, every year? No, never. No? I've... Nah, never. I, I, I've never had a, someone that I had to shop for who would want the same thing every year. Like, I, I mean, like, I, I'll get my wife, like, a Blu-ray every year. You know, amongst the dozens of things I get her, I'll always get her at least one movie. Because, you know, she's almost as big a cinephile as I am. Well, see, that's um, traditional. I, uh, I guess, I mean... I, I guess you could call it traditional. Uh, I expect, I mean, now with physical media even dying, that might even stop, you know, in the next year or two. Who knows? But um, I, I guess you could call that traditional, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I hope it doesn't stop because my tradition since 97 has been I get a horror movie every year for Christmas. Um, nice. And then, and then I watch it on Christmas Day at some point um, or Christmas oh, night. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I had a tradition of where I would get my sister a calendar, a different uh, calendar every year. And th I think this is like the first year I didn't actually buy her a calendar. Fuck, I should probably go do that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. Well, luckily, Amazon, um, I had something ordered for Dan, and they said that they delivered it with something I got from my stepdad, and it wasn't in there. So I thought I was, like, done shopping, but I guess, like, I'm not. So I can still go get the calendar and pick up what I needed to pick up for you. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I tend to buy the calendars here in the house, much to Mrs. Venom's chagrin, because I always end up getting, like, Friday the 13th or Cthulhu <laughs> or something like that. Right. This year was one of the first – we've been together 26 years now. This is the first year that she beat me to buying the calendar, and she ended up getting a Star Wars one, which I'm not wow. complaining about. I love Star Wars. But she wanted to – she definitely, like – she bought it, like, on January 2nd just to make sure that I didn't come home with, like, a, a Serbian right. film calendar or something, you know? <laughs> So you have to get one for next year already? Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but, you know, let's see if the wife beats me to it again. <laughs> Love you, it. You should just uh, have a calendar with, with Venom fucking biting Carnage's head off saying, fuck this guy. Yes. I'd be very okay with that. What's funny <laughs> too is that the calendar really is only for me to let her know when I'm recording. Like, the only thing I ever write on the thing are the podcasts. It's like, oh, fresh cuts on Monday. Uh, you know, it's not horror on Thursday, you know. And then she knows when it's safe to call me or whatever at night, right. you know. She doesn't, obviously, she doesn't want to bother me if I'm recording. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you got your fucking Santa hat on just partying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the reason that you were able to record tonight is because you guys are on hiatus, right? For fresh uh, yeah, we actually were going to record tonight. Uh, we were actually going to take next week off uh, to do our rewatches so that we can get our top tens done. Uh, but we just couldn't decide on a movie. It's like over the last couple of weeks, there haven't really been a whole lot of uh, horror releases or at least right. none that we, you know, are compelled to talk about. So right. we figured, you know. I was thinking about that doing that movie too on Netflix, but Mike saw it and said it was more of a like a thriller drama than a horror film. And 
it, it's just it turned into this big like back and forth between the three of us on what the hell we were going to talk about and we couldn't decide so i said you know what fuck it let's just take the week off we'll take two weeks off as opposed to the normal one week off and that'll give us that'll give us even more time to maybe get a couple of more 2021 watches in and to start on our rewatches for our top 10 list, which is getting recorded already, what, January 4th. So ooh, it's coming uh, quick. How, uh, do you, how do you think this year was overall in, in terms of horror? Because I feel like I haven't seen shit and or been impressed with anything. Um, I will say that I don't feel that this year was as strong as last year. COVID is an obvious reason. Uh, obviously, with all the productions getting shut down, we didn't get the stream of quality horror films that we usually get. Right. But as far as being impressed, like I'm still happy with my top 10. I looked it over last night. It's not totally finalized, but um, I've already started some of my rewatches. Obviously, I've got the next two weeks to continue with those rewatches. But as I look at like my say my top 15, I'm fairly happy. Like I, I can see how the overall quality of my top 10 this year isn't matching the overall quality of my top 10 last year. So that's, you know, that's how I can kind of gauge that this year was a little bit weaker in horror. But I mean, there's still a lot of quality shit out there. You just got to find it. Um, I think in my top 10, I think the first um, actual like uh theatrically released like nationwide release movie is like at number five. Oh. So yeah, that's what I mean. It was like it's uh, my top ten, at least my top ten horror list is very independent this year. We got a lot of wow. indies and a lot of foreign. I cannot wait to hear that show because that's those are the type of shows that I listen to you guys for right. specifically mm -hmm. because I don't even know where to start. Like usually <laughs> I'll be like, all right, somebody give me a recommendation and then fucking Mike Merriman will send me, like, Jack Frost 2. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so God. it's like, so, no. Mike Merriman would not send Jack Frost <laughs> No, but too. I'm saying, though, somebody will send me such an atrocity that I just give up, and I'm like, all right, you're dead to me now. I'm not listening to you ever again. And I just uh, don't know where to start. So you're definitely somebody that I listen to year to year, and we agree for, for the most part on things. Like, our, our tastes are very similar, so mm -hmm. I can't fucking wait. So when is that show dropping? It'll probably drop like the next day or two, uh, sometime in the first week of January. It'll be okay. Up. I can't wait. Just send me your list. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Once it's final, I'll send it. Yeah, and here's the chase. We don't do straight up horror. We do all genres. Yes. So it yep. makes it a little easier for us, I think. Yes. But this I, I feel like this year's non-genre releases were pretty strong. Like, I was really right. happy with some of the theater. Like, fucking Ghostbusters floored me. Absolutely yeah. floored me. Um. Yeah. Oh, what else this year has been great? Um, well, uh, hopefully Spider-Man after I see it tomorrow. Uh, huh. But I'm sure I'm sure that'll be up there. Uh, yeah. Pig, Pig, uh, fucking. Oh, we need to watch that. Still haven't seen Pig. Okay. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. I, I think. Second. I mean, just remember, just realize going into it that it's not an action movie. It's not the standard Nicolas Cage fare. It's right. very much a drama. And it's a very subdued performance from Nick Cage. If you're looking for Rage Cage, you're not going to see it in this movie. But I absolutely adored this film. The, the lack of violence and the lack of action drove the emotionality of the film so much more that I, I felt so bad for him at the end of the movie. It, it, it's, it's a heart. Uh, it's a little bit of a tearjerker. Not really a tearjerker like you're going to cry out loud like, you know, some right. ultra sad movie. But... 
Um, after everything that he goes through and then to get the result that you get, it, it's very heartbreaking. And, and, and personally, I think it's Nick, it's Cage's best performance since leaving Las Vegas, since he oh, won his Oscar. Yeah. This oh. performance was stellar. Absolutely. I, I, in fact, I still don't believe it's Nicolas Cage. I feel no. like it's Gary Oldman in a Nicolas Cage mask. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the last time Gary Oldman uh, had an interaction with a pig, it didn't end so well with him. Um, well, the last <laughs> Gary Oldman, I don't know, what movie is that? <laughs> Sounds of the Lambs. Ah, uh, oh. yeah. Um, the last uh, Gary Oldman <laughs> film I watched was the first episode I ever did on uh, Fresh Cuts. Uh, well, it was just the movies then. Oh, um. Oh, right. Tao. Fucking Tao. Yeah. Yeah, I think that made our uh, worst uh, that year. Um, I <laughs> All right, so you cover Christmas classics here with us. That, Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge, Edward Scissorhands. And now Jack Frost, Attack of the Killer Snowman, part two. What was your um, thoughts when that was the movie that you got? You fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, not really. Um, I... For whatever it's worth, this was a first time watch for me, so I'm not familiar with Jack Frost too. I know I I do enjoy Jack Frost. In fact, that was uh, on No More Room in Hell. That was our Christmas commentary two years ago, I believe, and had a blast with it. This movie, though, holy shit! Like all of the charm and yeah. charisma that the first Jack Frost had, this movie has none of it. It's all gone. All, everything everything that made the first movie great is completely gone. Not to say that this movie is like 100% garbage. It's pretty garbagey, don't get me wrong. But there are some positives to take out of it, which, you know, we'll go over here in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a pretty terrible movie. I mean, first of all, it's shot on video, so instantly it's got the look of a cheap movie, you know? Um, especially with the first Jack Frost, you know, being a full theatrical filmed production, it, it instantly just makes it look cheaper. And right. then when you start to get some of the dialogue and some of the actual um, acting, uh, quote unquote acting, if you will, it, it just starts to wear on you after a while. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know, like I said, once the once the kills start happening, um, I, I, I perk up a little bit more. I'm less frustrated, especially because I thought they did a really good job with the practical effects here. Um, like I said, probably the best aspect of the movie. And I will say I do enjoy Scott McDonald as the voice of Jack Frost. I think he does a really good job. He did a better job in the first movie. Right. But, you know, it's still solidly his voice. And even though we I think part of it is that we don't get as much of him in this movie as we did in the first movie. Right. Um, you yeah. know, for a very obvious scene that we'll get to later. But, yeah, um, I think I think because of that, the movie suffers. The, mo the, the movie needs more Scott McDonald. I mean, he doesn't have to be I, in literally every single scene. But if he's going to be the most charismatic character in the movie, give us more of him, for God's sakes. Right. I, I love how you said the first one has charisma. <laughs> I mean, that, the first one is <laughs> very generous in the first place. No, it took me a while to get on uh, to get on board with the first one because it was so fucking stupid. Generally speaking, this isn't my type of movie. You know, um, this is like a Don and Nelly movie to me, right? So yep. as I'm watching the first one, though, it did hit me, and I'm like, all right, like this is pretty fun. The, these kills are ridiculous. 
And then after the whole Shannon Elizabeth scene and all that, like, yep. ridiculousness, I was like, all right, I'm in. I get it. This one, what the fuck? Like, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to go... Like, as far with it as they possibly can. Now we're going to take it out of the winter setting and go tropical. That's yeah. what Duncan said. He goes, well, he's like, get ready. It goes tropical. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Duncan got part one, obviously. Uh, now, what did you think of the tropical setting? Did it... It, like, we said it reminded us of what? Uh, I said, like, a Hannah Montana episode. For me, it was a shitty version of Club Dread. What it really was, it seemed like they filmed an episode of Beekman's World and then just kept the cameras running after. Uh, that sounds about right. From what I found out in my research, uh, <laughs> they that's actually someone's house. Um, not the director, but um, and and what they did was they decorated every single room differently to give it the illusion of being a large resort hotel. But that's actually someone's house that they were filming in. Uh, where was it? It was in Santa Clarita. So it's actually out here near oh. me. Santa Clarita is like 40 minutes from where I live. So, yeah. <laughs> Santa Clarita diet. See, he's so full of facts. No, that's great, though. That that does make sense. But it, it also feels like, um, you know what it, it gave me vibes of? It was like an Ernest movie. Ah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, just I, like, so stupid and just so silly, um, except without the charm for, of Ernest. For me, I felt like it was like kind of like trying to knock off Gremlins a little bit in this one. Well, with the with the little ones, right? Yeah. With the yeah. snowballs. Yeah. Oh, like, Absolutely. I mean, like, like, one of the snowballs, like, had spikes, like, coming out of his head like a mohawk. And that yep. was like, ah, they're trying to be like gremlins. Right. But, yeah. Right. I'm probably jumping too far ahead. But Oh, yeah. no, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a fucking free-for-all, first of all, in this review. I yeah. dug I dug the fact that he was ice cubes. He was snowballs. He was just a carrot when he killed some people. Just a carrot. <laughs> like, yeah, he's oh, like, God. the beach. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? Like rocks rock those two guys in the boat like it, that was so fucking what bizarre. about the bitch that was like making her nipples hard oh and, i like that and, and then she like threw out the ice cube and he was like fuck you you cold-hearted bitch <laughs> <laughs> I, I think by the way did yeah. you notice who that second guy in the raft was i was shocked absolutely no, no who was it it's Doug Jones, the character, oh, the creature oh actor. Oh, God, that was, I from, fucking, I said that to myself, Venom, but I was like, there's no way that could actually be Hocus Doug Hocus? Jones. He's in everything. Uh, yeah, he he does all the Guillermo del Toro movies. Yes, you're right. Uh, he was the zombie in Hocus Pocus. Billy, Billy. yeah. Billy, yeah. Yep. Oh, the one that uh, was, the one that uh, was the one that got spiked. The Exactly, the one who died yes. second. Yeah, sure. that was fucking Doug Jones. Oh, I literally right. felt like picking up my phone and calling him and asking him, "What the fuck were you thinking about, dude? This is <laughs> awful." No, because oh, I God. said that to myself, but so, so many times in movies where you're watching it, you're like, "Yeah, but there's no way it could be them." And I said that to myself because why the fuck would Doug Jones be in this movie? But <laughs> I, that did cross my mind. Holy fuck, that's insane. The wow. only recognized. Yeah character to me in this was like the Monopoly man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the colonel. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. He looked like he was like trying to be in Jumanji. No, actually, there was one actress I did recognize, but I've only seen her in one other movie, which was uh, 1996. I think it was 1996. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait. She was one of uh, the, oh. the pretty popular was girls she... that was friends with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one of the blonde girls. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that cool. was she was the one who got uh, killed with uh, what was it tongs? I just looked this up. It says Doug Jones. Oh my god, I can't fucking believe that. That is. Insane. I'm telling you, dude. The you next time I see him, I'm gonna ask him because I, oh. I am an. How much? How desperate were you for money that you did fucking Jack <laughs> Frost too? Right. <laughs> Do you think people actually got paid for this movie? Uh, well, they probably got paid in cocaine, but whatever. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> Yeah, you like, <laughs> like yeah. I have like no words. Um, what was it? Who was it? Uh, was the same writer and director of this or no? Of the first, it's one? the same director. Uh, it's it, the same director of the first movie, and he wrote this one. So it's not the same writer, uh, but the same director who went ahead and took the writing helm for this movie. If that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know how long this script could have possibly taken to, to write. I mean, they could have done this in a weekend, probably. This is just... Uh, that, um, yeah. dude, we could have a conversation tonight on fucking Skype, and we could come up with something better. <laughs> we could come oh, up with something geez. better right now. Right. Like, <laughs> it, the, okay, the thing... Okay, here's, here's my whole fucking spiel on these type of movies. I get that people dig them. Um, and when I say I get it, I don't really get it, but, like, to each their own, I'm not going to question it. Like, whatever makes you happy. I just don't understand how something of such low quality can be so entertaining to people. Like, I, I'm just, there's many times where I feel like I'm not in on the joke. And with the first Jack Frost, I felt like that sort of when it first started i think you only liked it because of shannon elizabeth's ass come on that booty was bootylicious the look on your face <laughs> <laughs> no and oh. this one with the nipples i mean they both have their moments baby do sure. they yeah no um this one has less moments and and it doesn't uh, well they are. do have a moment with the chick in the swimming pool and he ices it over, and you see titties for, like, a good solid, like, three minutes. That was fun. That was a great kill, yeah. I think. I think that was a great kill. That was a good kill. That yeah. actually, I, I have that written down in my notes, too, because I was fully expecting him to freeze the entire pool. Right. Yeah. the fact that he only froze the top so that she has to suffer more, I thought that was ingenious, actually. That was. That was yeah. a good kill. That was fun. Yeah. No, a lot of these kills were fun. You know, That's the you best get, part of the movie. Right. Obviously. Exactly. And obviously, like, they bring back stuff like the antifreeze from anti -freeze. the first one. Antifreeze. <laughs> and, and the squirt guns now. And then you find out, what what is the whole thing with the, there's a whole fucking like the subplot like with. The blood got in there into the system. So, like, uh, how did they morph yeah. them? Uh, basically, when when they killed the original Jack Frost, not the snowman, but the killer, right. the human right. Jack Frost, and then he got into the accident with the uh, with the industrial waste or whatever the fuck it was that he got doused yeah. with, um, yeah. the sheriff um, the sheriff had a cut on his hand, so some of his blood got in there. So uh, basically, as soon as Jack Frost re like constructed himself as a snowman, <laughs> part of his DNA is now uh, Sam's DNA as well. So. So he's allergic to bananas. So he's allergic to bananas because Sam is, exactly. Which, wow, what a reach, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean. Like, of all things, like bananas. Like, it makes sense. Like, all right, I can buy, like, the blow dryers, like, taking him out. I can buy the antifreeze even taking him out. But. However, <laughs> fucking bananas 
being shot through the heart. I do not buy. What they should have no. done is taken the little snowball guy, throw some bananas in it, and then made it a nice banana smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, that makes so little sense because a banana allergy would not be deadly. I mean, you know, you'd break out in hives and have an allergic reaction, but it's not like your fucking head would explode if you got a banana right. in you. It's so it's definitely a little bit of a reach for that reasoning, but you know, again, this entire movie is a reach. So by the time you get to the end, you're kind of used to it. You're used yeah. to the ridiculousness of all of it. So. Oh no, I never got used to it, Mr. Venom. I <laughs> I remember, I remember, uh, like I said before, with these type of movies, I often just kind of uh, drift sometimes because it's like a self-preservation. You thing. did nod off once or twice. My body just has to do it. It has to get away for a minute just to preserve itself. And then I came back, and they all were just running around with their squirt guns, and <laughs> and and all hell was breaking loose. And I was just like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, like, and, and I don't want to be a hater on these type of movies, because Mr. Venom, like, you're even talking about it, like, yeah, like, that's the plot point, like, they're allergic to bananas, yeah, they gotta get it. <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad, but man, I guess this just isn't my fucking steez. And here's the deal. You're what? You heard me. And you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of a better movie made called Club Dread. You've said that already. I yeah, a little bit. Like, just the setting, and obviously it's a slasher, and that movie's sure. stupid, but obviously it's got, uh, it's, it's got... It's a lizard, a uh, broken lizard, right? Right, yeah, yeah. super yep, troopers. Exactly. Yeah. I but, mean, and, and it looks nice, too. I mean, <laughs> at the very least, you can at least uh, compliment the production, you know? I mean, you can't even do that movie. here. Isn't there a lot of, like, chicks with nice bodies in that movie? Jordan Ladd's in that movie. Uh, You're, like, name? obsessed with Jordan Ladd. No, I'm good. Like, any time, like... Sh- like she's present. Like he never shuts the fuck up about her. Really? Yes. Like, like she. You talk about her like all the time. Okay. So. Like, uh, why are you so defensive, Dan? I'm just trying to think of who else is in the movie that I don't want to mention now. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. No, he does talk about her though. Uh, like especially with Hostel too. Eh, I that. talk about Florence Pugh a lot. We all we all have our triggers. I used to talk about Florence Pugh a lot too. There you go. <laughs> um, so what were the highlights of this movie for you, Mr. Venom? Uh, the end credits. Ha! <laughs> yes! yes. No, uh, I mean, I think the highlights for me are going to be exactly what they are for most people. It's going to be these kills. Um, these kills are nice and juicy, gory. Um, they may not always be the most realistic thing. You know, tongs in the eye is one example, though, even though it looks a little silly, I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was an original kill. I've never seen anybody stab through the eye with a tong. So, you know, that was something. Uh, I even found the ice, uh, the anvil, the ice anvil that he dropped on the brunette. I thought that was funny as hell. I, I go, it's an anvil. What the fuck is an anvil? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I, I don't even know if I know, but it's an anvil. There, like, there I've never even heard that word before today. It's like Looney Tunes shit. You'd have to know, uh, you'd have to know someone who works with metal, like a, a metal, uh, like a sword maker or something like that. They they use, usually an anchor is for hammering something, um, you know, with a heavy metal hammer. So, like, 
um, when they're making a sword, you know, they heat the piece of metal. They'll put it yep. on top of the of the anvil and then they'll slam it with like a metal mallet to, you know, get the sharp edges and fold it over. And, you know, some swords are folded over like hundreds of times, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's basically unless you know someone who makes swords or some kind of metal parts, you're not going to know what an anvil is. Venom, can I ask you a question? Please. Do I strike you as the type of person who would know a sword maker? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? Do you know Do you know any sword makers? No. Uh, no. What? No. <laughs> I don't know any anvil isn't, isn't makers. There, isn't there like a, a pissing game like called Crossing Swords or something? No, baby, that's not a real oh, thing. Oh, that's, yeah. We don't talk about that here. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a real thing? No. That's made up. Uh, I, I hope not, anyway. You made it up. Did I make that up? Yeah. Like, no, I'm pretty sure that was like in a movie. No, it's it's in a movie, one movie. Which one? I don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> I think it was in Cop no, and a, a Half. It's a, uh, it's a Cop and a Half? Yeah. Does he fucking cross swords with fucking... Burt Reynolds. Wow. Like, I have... Like, or he's like, let's play swords. And like, I, I think, or it's like crossing streams or crossing swords. Like, I think Give me a note, Steve. And a dirty glass. Um, but anyways, uh, so what is, all right, so those were some of your high points, Venom. What would you say is the lowest of the low point of this low budget movie? I thought she was going to say on this podcast. Wow, I don't know that I could pick one. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know. The dialogue and the writing is atrocious. I mean, this this thing is written like it was written by a 15-year-old. It's just right from the opening scene, I'm already in a bad mood because what the fuck kind of psychiatrist outwardly laughs at his patient while allowing the rest of his staff to listen over, you know, another telephone? It's so absurd that it was frustrating me. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the comedy in it, but I didn't find it funny, so... Uh, so yeah, right from the start, the weakness of this thing is it's acting and it's dialogue. Um, even though we've got some returning actors, um, obviously, uh, you know, I already mentioned Scott McDonald as the voice of Jack Frost. Of course, Christopher Allport comes back as Sheriff Sam, uh, Aline Seeley as his wife. Um, they did bring back an, a, a character from the first one, but it's a different actor. I'm sure you guys noticed, uh, Agent Manners yes. is not the same actor. One thing that I kind of this is probably the only clever thing I liked about the writing of this movie is that there are multiple lines in the movie about how he looks different than he did a year ago. Yeah, I I actually thought that was entertaining. Like when we first meet him, he's like, do you see what Jack Frost did to my face? It took 12 (laughs) operations to fix this. And this is what I got basically trying to explain why he looks different than he did a year ago. And yeah. then later on, the 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 short, overweight, uh, the lady who was getting married, I forget the yes. character's name. She Marla. makes the comment. Yeah, she makes the comment that, wow, he he got a lot cuter over the last year. Right. And I'm, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I thought that was clever. You know, it's like, instead of ignoring the fact that it's a different actor, fuck it, have some fun with it. So it th- that's a mild high point for me. Some of the comedy did work. I will say some of the comedy was funny. Granted, the majority of the comedy that actually was entertaining comes from Jack Frost, of course, himself with his dialogue. But there were still some funny moments here and there. Uh, uh, And none of them included Captain Fun. 
<laughs> Captain Fun. With the because let me back. ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a legitimate question. Let's say the four of us, you two, me, and Mrs. Venom, we go on this island. How long does Captain Fun survive? Because I'm pretty sure I kill him on the first day. I think we would have ditched him in like within the first 20 minutes. Oh, oh no. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> Captain Fun <laughs> would probably get him drunk and then tie him up and then utilize all his resources that he has. So if he's Captain Fun, I'm sure he's, he's got, got a boat. He's got cronies. He's got, yeah, he's got <laughs> Captain Fun Station. So there's going to be more, uh, you know, of the back on Cape Cod, we used to call them the Fun Police. And uh, you got to shut that shit down at any cost. And I believe that Mr. Venom wouldn't stand for that shit for a second. Neither would I. We'd pummel him in a second. (laughs) Could you imagine waking up your first morning there and he's in your fucking bed between you and your wife telling you to get up? Holy shit. I I would rip his throat out right there. Fucking head. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. Balls on this guy. Right. I think your favorite line of dialogue came from uh, when that married couple was like, it's all right, like in the midst of like the bloodbath, they're like, ah, it's after midnight, it's our anniversary. And then (laughs) Jack Frost pops up and what is it that he says, I now pronounce you to die. Totally fucking dead. (laughs) I did like that line too. Yeah, like I said, Jack Frost himself is funny. He really is the only thing making this movie even mildly watchable is the gore and Jack Frost dialogue. Literally, aside from those two things, it's hard to find any more positives. You know, when it's it's like the equivalent, you brought up fucking Ghostbusters and you think of how they utilize the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in the new yep. one. They pretty much did that in this one as well with ee, like the little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like Dada. He said Dada. Kill Dada. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> It's so juvenile that, like, we watch cartoons, and that's what this was. We were literally just, like, watching yep. another cartoon. This was like a million um, little baby Sinclairs. Yes. It kind, yeah. Of, yeah. it kind of felt like the gingerbread men from Krampus a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I love that they were, like, drinking all the booze, though. Like, I, I thought I thought there was some fun to be had with the little snowballs. Um, you mentioned yes. that they reminded you of the fucking things that you get at the convenience store. Oh, snowballs. snowballs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love snowballs. Uh, <laughs> me and Dan were like talking. We're like, do we know anybody that actually likes those? And then like I remember now you know. his mom once like ironically when I was uh, in Massachusetts, she asked Dan if he would pick her up a fucking snowball. That's like probably mm. the only time I've ever heard anybody request one of those. The consistency is that of like a titty. Like it's like you bite into it and it's you know you really like, really yeah you really really gotta like marshmallow to like a, a, a snowball. If you don't like marshmallow, then it's just gonna be gross. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you don't like either. So yeah. Like it's like probably the most disgusting thing on the planet. To Except me. for that episode of the Slumber Party Massacre. Well, those marshmallows are like okay because I'm not like actually eating them. Because they're soft. Well, I'm not. Uh, They're hard. I'm not like digesting them. Right. Like, um, (laughs) like, and I'm just putting them in my mouth briefly. They do taste gross though. Yeah. Um, I can eat a roasted marshmallow with like Hershey's. I I can do a s'more. Goes in as marshmallows, comes out as fluff. Sorry. (laughs) You fluffer nutter. Yes. Uh, There you go. Mom was like baffled that I didn't know what fluffer nutter was. Yeah, you did. 
Yeah, so, apparently a lot of people don't know what they are. I used to eat them all the time as a kid. Like, it's yeah, like peanut butter, right? Peanut butter and marshmallow, yeah, fluff. Oh, yeah, God. marshmallow fluff. Yep. Yep. That just does uh, not sound appealing. Um, yeah, I do like Milky Ways, and I think those have marshmallow. Do, no. What's oh, It's a Three Musketeers. It's like a fluffy nougat. I can that's do a Three Musketeers. Yeah. That's like like top six candy bars, maybe. Yeah. Like I mean, I can do that over like a Baby Ruth or a Payday. Okay. Oh, I like my peanuts. I like candy bars with peanuts in it. So Snickers, uh, stuff like that. I like them. I am like a fast break kind of girl. Or I used uh, to love those. Yeah. Rolo. Uh, I, I'm not as big on caramel, but I, I did have my caramel. time with Rolo. <laughs> what were those? Um. Oh fuck. What were they? Where it had the five different ones in it. Old school. Sky bar. Sky bar. Rocket no. pop. <laughs> that had three cards with gum? yeah the, the it's the fucking gum from the baseball cards no we just watched a movie that we covered with mike Mannerman last night uh called 8-bit christmas everybody please go out and watch that movie it's fucking fantastic but there's a scene where the kid they open a packet he's just like he's like can i have the gum and then he goes ow mm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's everybody's reaction. It really is. Like, you like, chew it because it stabs you, yeah. and then it's, mm. it's like It's like concrete gum. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so back to this fucking movie. Um, all right, so obviously you're covering it because it's 12 Days of Chasemus. How much of a Christmas movie is this movie, Venom? <laughs> um. Honestly, it's it's pretty Christmassy. I mean, they, you know, right from the start, they're talking about going to the Bahamas for the for the holidays because of what happened the previous Christmas with Jack Frost and everything. Right. Once they get to the island, you know, you see Christmas decorations. Um, they, you know, they end up having a kind of a Christmas party in the sense that there's decorations and shit. And obviously, once Jack makes it snow on the island, then you get the full aesthetic. Then you've got the decorations and the snow. So... Yeah. I'm going to say this is pretty Christmassy. I mean, not like, you know, not nearly like Krampus or, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night or anything like that. But, I mean, definitely more so than a lot of other movies that claim to be Christmas movies. Like, yeah. we, I, I, we interviewed uh, Santa Jaws on another show I was on. And the problem with that movie is that it's set in Georgia, so there's no snow on the ground, and there's almost no Christmas decorations anywhere, but it's called Santa Jaws, and it's supposed to be a Christmas movie, but the, the aesthetic just isn't there. This movie had five times the aesthetic, the Christmas aesthetic, that that one did. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, and a lot of families do go on vacation for um, holiday, you know, yeah. for Christmas, yep. um, tropical, because they don't like the cold. Um, but for me, like when it comes to my Christmas movies, I'm not a fan of tropical location. I'm just not. Give me snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah like that, it's, just, I don't know. Like I, for me, like it doesn't embody the spirit for me. Cause I guess that's not how I celebrated. Right. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I would have to like vacation on the holidays, like to like maybe appreciate it. Um, I think it just did go, they were trying to comment, though, on how far they can go with how ridiculous these movies are. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, they so, could have made a sandcastle snowman instead. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Like, they could have just went a few different routes, but... The ice cube did fall in the sand at one point. And his carrot was just, like... <laughs> his carrot His carrot. Ridiculous. His carrot is a monster. Doug fucking Jones, that is ridiculous. <laughs> 
Is there anything else we haven't covered, Venom? Wow. I mean, hey, there's so much ridiculousness in this movie. I mean, you know, the the vapid, oh, that blonde bikini model. Holy shit, I wanted to kill her myself. She was just <laughs> so stupid. And I know that, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying anything negative about the actress. I'm saying that fucking character was so vapid and literally added no value other than a set of tits to the movie. And then we don't even get to see him. So what the hell was the point? She looked familiar. I, I, I couldn't place her, though. I thought, no, and I wasn't joking when I said this, but I thought they were all porn stars. Like, I just, I just assumed that they as, were. It kind of reminded me of Hatchet a little bit. Hatchet a little bit. It kind of reminds me of, like, <laughs> of like one of those, you know, early 90s or late 90s uh, cinematic Like forums. those beach movies? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's like absolutely. that that quality where they're setting it up and then they have the cheesy sex scenes where they're pretending to eat pussy but they're really just kissing their leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even think they're doing that. I think they're just moving their head. They're just moving the head around, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah I love how you just corrected me because, you know, like, we've, we've watched these before just to see how ridiculous they are. And, yeah, like, you will point out all those minute no, things we where you just wa- call bullshit. Well, we got Showtime back for um, Dexter, obviously, right? And, mm-hmm. like, we we know that um, they have late night movies on there. So we're like, <laughs> we're like, all right, let's go through the catalog. And, you know, we have fun. Like, we ran into a show. Um, it was fucking hilarious. I can't oh. remember the name of it. Um but then we browsed the collection of movies, and I think, like, it was called, like, Prison Babes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that, and it was so bad. It like, was bad. Dan is not a fan, not that anybody cares to know, but he is not a fan of dialogue porn. No. Get down there and eat that pussy. <laughs> like, no. This is ridiculous. Like... And I'm not the type where I'm, like, just some cold-hearted asshole. I like a little dialogue for about 45 fucking seconds. Not even. You fast-forward, fuck you. I mean... <laughs> like, he doesn't like the build-up at all. He's just What's like, funny is that... Ah. I like a little bit of build-up. Not much, though. What's no. funny is that right around the late 90s, right before I moved to California, I actually started to develop a taste for... Um, more cinematic porn uh, because they actually do have porns that have over million dollar budgets out there oh, right. that have full full dialogue, you know, special yeah. effects, blah blah blah. And yeah, towards the late '90s, I just remember thinking, eh, porn is just getting boring. And then I started, and then I I watched a movie called The Fashionistas. Yes, folks, I'm going to give you some porn suggestions here. There's a movie from. It's either the late 90s or 2000 called The Fashionistas. This was the first porn in re- in history to have over a million dollar budget. And when you watch it, you're like, holy shit. It, you can tell that the money went to like costumes and sets and special effects and even dialogue because there was actually a legitimately good story to it. I couldn't really? fucking believe it. Um, but yeah, uh, they came, there were more like that. I can't remember specific titles, but yeah, right around the late nineties, early two thousands, porn started getting kind of elevated. Uh, and then it just went right back down to its grimy bottom at about the beginning of the 2010s anyway. Cause once right. Pornhub came around, people just want their three and a half minute videos so they could finish and go on with their day, you know? So. I think I think my favorite thing when I was going through my divorce, like, I feel um, was, <laughs> like, because you're trying to like 
like you're trying to get like whatever dirt you can like on your ex at that point because like it's like a straight up battle when you're divorcing somebody mm-hmm. and uh my brother-in-law's brother uh received a text from my ex and asked him my ex asked him if he wanted to buy his porn video collection ah, this is fantastic and i love this story and uh, the, the brother, he's like, what? He was like, he's like, uh, what? He's like, no, thanks. I have online for free. Uh, <laughs> he's I like, I have the internet. He, he was like, he was like, I don't need your bushy porn from the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got, I got the but, playboy but from like, fucking 1987. It was literally like the most random thing ever. Like, why would you act like, clearly like you're a weird person. Like, right. you want to, want like, that's going to get back to me. Like, I like, mm-hmm. I have to feel like it was something, like, I don't know. I see what you're saying, yeah. Like, it was just a weird thing, since we were talking about porn. I don't think I've ever told that story, but, uh, like, well, yeah. Like, that, it's weird, that right? Story, that story ended up being a lot more wholesome than I thought it was going, because I thought something <laughs> way worse was coming. I was fully expecting you to tell me that you're, that, uh, you said your brother? Uh, no, my uh, brother-in-law's brother. brother-in-law's brother i was fully expecting you to say that he did go ahead and buy the porn collection and then found a special video starring miss Lacey lou maybe that's what i thought you were going for and thank you so much for not going there we see where your head's at mr well well, you know unfortunately i think he may have a copy of something but yeah Uh. i don't don't think it's his style though anymore so uh I really don't. Um, you know, I wasn't a type, and that's all I'll say. Fair enough. <laughs> so, back, I ain't touching this one. I'm getting the fuck back, out of this back conversation. Back to snowballs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else you got for us, Venom? <laughs> oh, God. What else is in, what else is in here? Uh, we talked about the pool death. With all the references to Asahi in this movie, did they pay for all that? There's like three major scenes in this movie with multiple Asahi references. I couldn't what get over it. Asahi? It's the beer. You remember the beer that Jack Frost froze at the it's, bar? Oh, yeah. Everywhere. It's everywhere. And then in the very first scene at the bar, the three, you know, the three kind of cute girls, they all ordered an Asahi. They're like, I'll take yeah, an Asahi. Right. Oh, I'll take an Asahi too. Right. And, I, and I'm literally like, what the fuck is with all the Asahi references? Is First that a of real all, beer? It's a, it is absolutely a real beer. Yes, ma'am, I've had is it. it. It's it's beer? okay. It's a uh, Japanese beer. Probably sponsored. That's probably like how they got part of like. They to probably pay funded the entire. That's probably movie. how Doug Jones got paid. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, you could pay me in beer. Yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So between Asahi references, the fact that this snowman, this mutated snowman has the power to change an entire climate on an island completely boggles me because that's almost godlike power. Like, why is he even pissing around with these people? He could literally take over the world with this ability to freeze whole, you know, areas. It just right. I. I, I've, I just found it really, like, uneven. Like, you know, in one scene, he's a god, and then in another scene, he dies by banana. So it's really <laughs> weird, <laughs> the balance there. He, uh, uh, he converses mm-hmm. by the banana. His, his icicles that he can launch are so fucking deadly. That's all he would have to do at a party is just spin around and launch a bunch of icicles and murder everyone. 
Yeah, exactly. I, w- I was getting uh, hella vibes from, from Thor Ragnarok, where she's <laughs> yes. those things out of her hand. I'm like, yes. did they get that from this? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say hella vibes like Mike Merriman says. Oh, no, fuck that guy. Because hella, hella, okay. But uh, I thought the tongue rip, I mean, we've already talked about, you know, a lot of the special effects. I thought the tongue rip was pretty decent looking. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually didn't mind the punk rock snowball. I kind of liked them with his little mohawk. Obviously, it's a it's an obvious reference to Spike, I know, but right. I, I still kind of I, I liked it. Um, you know, other than that, yeah, there's just not really a whole lot to talk about here that in, in a positive way anyway. Um <laughs> You know, for those who don't know, I've said it multiple times on my shows. I I don't like shitting on people's art. I genuinely don't. Somebody cared about this movie. Somebody bled. They sweat. They cried to make this movie. And I appreciate that. I've never made a movie. I have no idea how hard it is. So, you know, I. I, Yes, ma'am. This or Greta? Oh, fuck. God damn you. <laughs> no, we're putting to the test right fucking now. No, how he just kept going back on Greta. He's like, and then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna have to go with Jack Frost too. I, wow. I, I never, I never want to lay eyes on Greta again. Whereas this movie, I can almost see myself seeing it again, not by choice necessarily, but at least like I, I won't be rolling my eyes the entire movie. <laughs> Hopefully the next time I run a Christmas party or a Christmas marathon or something. Exactly. I mean, hopefully the next time I run into this movie, I'm incredibly inebriated so that I can enjoy it a little bit more. But same. uh, Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, this is this is a decent movie to watch with friends as far as like, you know, laughing at it, making fun of it, blah, blah, blah. It's not the worst thing (laughs) I've ever seen. Honestly, it's not even the worst movie I've seen this week, believe it or not. I believe that, too. No, I mean, I, I watched a movie from, what, 1987 called Bloodbeat. Uh, get this. Bloodbeat is about, it's about the ghost of a samurai that's killing people in northern Wisconsin. Why? Yeah. That's about all you need to know, folks. It, <laughs> it's a fucking awful movie. And that is also a Christmas movie, by the way. And what? What, makes it, what makes it a Christmas movie is that we see a Christmas tree once in, in the house. <laughs> Why is that it? Yeah. That's it. That's the whole thing. No one mentions Christmas. There's no music, no decorations. Literally, we see one Christmas tree later in the movie. And it's like, oh, it must be Christmas. So now people <laughs> consider it a Christmas horror movie. The Samurai Ghost. Oh, God, Samurai Ghost. What concept is worse? Samurai Ghosts in Wisconsin or mutant killer snowmen in the tropics? Right, exactly. <laughs> On paper, they're both ridiculous. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah. Us together. Should we get into our ratings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it brought us together. It did. <laughs> All right, Dan. Let's start with you. Oh, this fucking piece of shit. It's a one. It's as low as I can fucking rate it. I hated it. Uh, the kills. Like, I, I enjoy it. And again, I'm like Venom, though. Like, I've never made a movie, um, and I'm not on the same level as anybody that would even attempt, right? So with that said, though... That's uh, not true at all. You say we could make a better movie than this piece of shit. All right, I could oh, make a better movie. probably could if we tried, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. right. I will say that. I actually. think I've made better seven-minute films. But I just don't like to say that. I, I don't want to come off like a dick. You say it all the time. To you, personally. He's like, quit calling <laughs> me out. <laughs> but, no, this was a piece of shit. And, yeah, like I said, we could do better. We could all write something better right now. But, with that said, the kills, like, watching the first one, having that context of it, seeing him kind of take different forms and then... um you know, obviously, like Venom said, with that character bringing him back as a different actor, it's very. It, it, they've always been self-aware, and I don't know. I think it's somewhat clever. Are you sure you don't want to go 1.5? No, I hate it though. Like what about that's the what I'm saying. Snowballs? The snowballs are cute, but like I don't give a fuck. Like I could see that in somebody's high school fucking senior project. Okay. Yep. You know. Um. You know the. It, it was a hard watch. I I, I, um, I did ask if we could just fast forward to the you, end. You kept like, saying twice. that. Like, can like, we just, and I said, no, baby, we got to watch our own fucking movie that yeah. we're reviewing. Like, yeah, it was that. It was, and we did, we did. We watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, besides Dan falling asleep for like three minutes. But You're welcome. I didn't um, fast forward until the end. I had to yell at him. I was like, Dan, if I have to watch it, so do you. She fucking kept waking me up. Too. No, like I, I like. Uh, she goes, make some fucking coffee. And he never did. He never no. fucking made. <laughs> that coffee uh, was never made. No, um, no, I I enjoy Jack Frost, um, the yeah. original. Um, the I I did like the little mini snowballs. Like I don't know, that was like a highlight in you know Ghostbusters. Um, it's a it was a highlight in this film. Obviously, I thought they were funny. I, I liked seeing them drink the beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was fun watching them explode. Right. Um. I, I did like the opening of when he's like telling the therapist and he has him on speakerphone and oh, he's telling the therapist about the um he was like, All right, now what what was it that you killed? And like the the people are like laughing at him and I, I just like I was like, Ah, this this it's setting up like this is gonna be really funny and it falls apart pretty you found quickly. That funny? I did. I thought it was hilarious because like what he's saying is so fucking ridiculous that like if I was, this is why I'm not a therapist because, like, I would tell everybody yep. secrets to everybody. <laughs> like, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, no, I wouldn't tell everybody secrets, but I would come home and definitely be like, you wouldn't believe this fucking patient I had. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I send you, I, I can't, never mind, I can't. Well, what what was Venom's new tattoo? So, I did enjoy the humor a little bit, but it, it it's just not enough to like call it a real movie. I mean, it is a movie. Um, I mean, they took the time <laughs> to make it, and like clearly they got a sponsor. So, and like <laughs> and the chick and, Doug Jones and can't call hardly, bring Doug Jones and back can't hardly this. wait, chick. Um, right. You know, it did need more Jack Frost, though. It really did. Um, I think they took too long with the snowballs. Like, I, I did like that element, but it took away from, like, actually Jack Frost, the killer snowman. Um, mm -hmm. I think it puts it into a market to where we could have, like, a real killer snowman movie now. Because, like, I mean, you barely see him. I mean, he's a carrot. He's an ice cube. Like, it's too many different variations. And um, you're right, Venom. I think once you said that, like, he has all these powers... Why is he going to this fucking island just to get revenge? It's like literally the dumbest. He could have gone anywhere. The range that of powers that he has is too fast. And the fact like, that it like ends like I think in Japan, like with, they're like, what is that? And like so like it's setting it up for a potential <laughs> third movie. Oh um, God. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think that took it down a point once you said he could go anywhere. Um, oh, right. So I'm, I'm going to go uh, 1.5. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. It was a two until I, like, had to really think, like, how stupid. Like, you have to, I understand, like, you're supposed to embrace it for what it is. But, like, it's just, like, there was no Shannon Elizabeth's ass, okay? Thank you. You it, said that. Yeah, I did. Um, it was a nice booty. All right, Venom. Ooh, yeah. All right, well, uh, I think I'm going to come in with the same score as Lacey. I'm going to come in with a 1.5. Um, the positives, Scott McDonald returning as the voice of Jack Frost is always a positive. You know, he's he's not necessarily a, you know, master of horror necessarily or someone that we recognize instantly, but at least as Jack Frost, we do. Um, his dialogue was probably some of the most entertaining stuff in the film, so I'll give the point. Uh, I'll give the movie a half point for that. Obviously, <laughs> the kills. We got some great kills between the ice anvil, the spikes, the tongs and the eyes, tongue getting ripped out. Um, there's multiple great deaths in this movie. <laughs> One guy getting his arm torn off by a snowball getting thrown at him. Yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah. So, again, another half point for the kills. And then I will say that some of the comedy, and when I say some, I mean a very minuscule amount, did work for me. I did find myself chuckling at one or two lines. I like the colonel. I thought the colonel was kind of a, obviously an antiquated character because all he talks about was his time in India in the 40s, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, that that's type of character, especially the fact that he's kind of running the resort, you know, worked for me. Um, there were a couple of other, like, you know, we talked about a few lines in the movie that were mildly entertaining. So, you know, I'll, I'll give it a half point for um, some of the comedy working for me, because I, I will fully admit I am not the biggest horror comedy guy. I, I like to tend to keep those separate if I can. I, I know that they're uh, they're basically two sides of the same coin because, you know, there aren't many horror movies out there that don't ex at least have one laugh or two in there. Right. But, uh, you know, just I, I wish the comedy worked a little bit more. I wish they would have maybe hired a writer. Um, you know, it, it was it's fine. <laughs> Sadly, just, just a said, writer. Just well, even if they would have brought back the writer from the first movie, I probably would have been okay with it. But just the fact that the director of the first movie decides to write and direct the second one, uh, it, it just it, it highlights the fact that he's just not a great writer. He's a better director than he is a writer. So, you know, maybe if somebody else would have penned this uh, script, it could have been a little bit more entertaining. The comedy may, maybe could have been a little crisper. The characters maybe could have been a little bit less hateable, things like that. But um overall like i said just not a whole lot of positives to talk about so yeah i'm with Lacey lou 1.5 out of 5 right on mr venom well i want to thank you for um you know embracing this and it's always a pleasure <laughs> uh what do you have coming up that our listeners can hear you on um not a whole lot actually for the most part i have uh, uh, those of us on the No More Room in Hell uh, shows, the three shows that fall under that banner, uh, kind of decided to take December off for the most part. We did do a couple of Fresh Cuss episodes early on in December, but uh, now we're taking the next couple of weeks off. So I think the last episode of Fresh Cuts that we did was about uh, Black, uh, Death Valley, 
uh, a movie that was recently released on Shutter that was eh, okay at best, but uh, you know it's on Shutter, so at least it won't cost you anything to watch, anything additional. Um, like I said, we don't have an episode of the main show for December just because scheduling conflicts, you know, kind of went back and forth. <clears throat> I'm sorry, one of the sidecasts did actually re- uh, record a new episode that unfortunately won't be available. Probably until next week, because as you guys know, I'm booked like the rest of this week and I really wanted to get this episode out and edited before Christmas. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. So episode four of No More Room in Hell presents Creature Comforts will be out in the last week of December. Uh, For this episode, we decided to just have a little fun and we reviewed 2018 Santa Jaws. Uh, That's the movie I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I heard um, it so has a lot to do with Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much. Uh, but yeah, so that episode will be out in the last week of December, so look out for that. Um, and then, you know, It's Not Horror, In the Mic of Madness, haven't really recorded any new episodes recently. I think our latest episode on It's Not Horror is still Cheech and Chong's next movie, which is probably <laughs> the most fun I've ever had on a commentary uh, for very obvious reasons. So check that out if you want to hear Mr. Venom be just stoned out of his mind, which is something I don't allow myself to do on podcasts, but... I mean, when you're doing a commentary for Cheech and Chong, it kind of fucking makes sense. So, yeah. And that's about all for me. Um, I haven't really done a lot of guest spots. This is actually my only guest spot for the month of December here with you guys because, you know, I always mark out a calendar for uh, Cut to the Chase. And there is one thing I want to say, too. Um, Anybody who's heard me on this show in the past, you know that I try to bring my A game every single time to any show that I'm on. And as much as Cut to the Chase deserves my A game, this movie does not. So... (laughs) So, folks, I've been sitting here, I've been drinking my Southern Comfort eggnog, I've been enjoying some herbal pleasures, and I'm just having a great time. This is probably the most fun I've had with you guys for obvious reasons, because I'm not taking the movie all that seriously. Yes. Uh, but I still I still have an absolute blast every time I'm here, and I look forward to the next one, guys. Yeah, hopefully, um, you know, uh, it's not a bad stretch of movies that... Uh... <laughs> You know, um, for the luck of the draw, since we started doing that. Um, I might I, just stop that shit all together. No! Like, Venom, pick whatever movie you want. No, like, that <laughs> make, it makes it so much more interesting, though. It, it really does that, you know, because it's putting you out of your comfort zone. And I like seeing you squirm, <laughs> Chase, so. There you go. I'm not that and this, I mean, for whatever it's worth, this is a movie that I never would have watched on my own. So Same. I don't I don't necessarily regret the time I spent with it. You know, it, thankfully, it's only 90 minutes and it's a quick watch and you could turn your brain off. It's not like it's a thinker by any stretch. So, yeah, bring on the bad movies. I never mind talking about bad movies. <laughs> I don't even know how to turn my brain on. We know. Ah! thing no I, I i agree though these movies are so stupid that it is fun to just kind of podcast on. you know what's great too now now that we've recorded this i never have to watch it again because i watched it it's on record and if anybody ever wants to like try and do this on a podcast again no sorry i already did it jack frost too yeah a great movie i already did it Mr. Venom, he brought his A-game that, that episode. It was a great episode, but I already did it, but sorry. <laughs> like, we got, like, one of the top-tier podcasters, a guest star, Jack Frost 2, Attack of the Killer Mutant Snowman. 
Um, yeah, we're all set. We called in Jordan. We fucking slammed dunk. Dude, what more do we got to say? You we're mean Jordan Ladd? Jordan Ladd. Oh, jeez. Jordan Ladd <laughs> came in and fucking did a 360 dunk. My tits aren't nearly that nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we definitely want to thank you. And again, yes, for dude. embracing it. And we hope your balls aren't too icy. And Merry uh, Christmas, man. Yes. Absolutely. Always. Merry Christmas to both of you. Happy New Year. And to all the listeners, if you know, yes. if I don't get a chance to talk to you, I mean, by all means, have a great holiday. Be safe. Wear your goddamn masks. And let's all get drunk on eggnog. Let's fucking do it. And for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm Lacey Lou. And I'm done, Chase. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Vanilla ice is too cold for Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, vanilla ice. Let's kick it. Ice is back with the brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights, huh? And I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance. Rush the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit the bulls out. The kid don't play. And if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Sell it by the gram. Keep my composure when it's time to get loose. Magnetized by the 
when I kick my juice. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Merry Christmas. 